back everyone, it's Saturday night and we're here at Triple M Rocks Footy, Optus Stadium, Fremantle Dockers versus Essendon Bombers, t- new name TBC. I'm Aaron, And I'm Rose. What's that man here? Coming in hot. Fremantle are flying. They are. I like, this is an interesting one for us actually because it's both teams that we're very invested in mm. as secondary yeah I think at this point this is becoming a almost a Fremantle podcast we've done like four Fremantle games in a row I feel like the last one we did was Bombers Come so it's like all the same characters are coming back up to play but yeah heavy Frio presence this year and Jaya Miss is absolutely starred in the first half I I heard he took a beautiful the little mark. I didn't he's see it. it. Part of me is like, I don't want him to become too big that he stops being ours, you know? Yeah, I guess. I feel like when the people are young, though, it takes takes longer. Yeah. I was thinking about Frio's Guernsey. Uh-huh. I think that they should put in between their, their three white stripes, in between each respective stripe, they should put red and green. That's really clever. Because then it's still mm. like a strong purple and white Guernsey, but they've got their little homage. I really like that. You should um, you should write in and, and talk with them about that. I had said to myself before the start of this podcast that I was going to make a real conscious effort to say only positive things about Essendon. Um, What's wrong with Essendon? As a, no, nothing's wrong with Essendon, but um, as a sign of respect towards um, a friend of the pod, Connor Eli and the Truth Levy, who took serious umbrage with the way I talked about Essendon earlier this year. And so I, I wanted to overcompensate and be really um, loving and, and kind towards them. Just but to reiterate, friend of the pod, Nick, we will not be giving you <laughs> so truth. <laughs> but I, I just want to make one quick exception to my only saying nice things about Essendon, the whole podcast thing already. Oh, great goal from Randy Brayshaw. He's becoming a little bit of a goal again mid. It's going to be a goal again mid. Um, but I hate that Essendon away Guernsey. Yeah, I agree. And it's like, why have like this um, faint stripe? It's like one the, tone the of red. The outline of the yeah. stripe. Why not have just the inverse like Richmond do and have the yeah. black stripe? So true. It's just like, you can't have that much red when it's an ugly colour red like that. I also feel... Some of the away Guernseys, when you see it, it's like there's no jumper clash. Don't make them wear these ugly things. Yeah, what's that about? What's the origin of the away Guernsey? Cause I think it was more... just um, money. But it's more cost. It's more cost. Yeah, but the fans buy the different mm, But who's buying the away Guernsey? Doesn't Jaden have like four different four Guernseys? <laughs> Not the away Guernsey. No, I don't have an away Guernsey. Yeah, that's because your away Guernsey is fucking ugly. Yeah, but no one buys the away And also, why do Collingwood not have an away Guernsey? We that's do. We have black on white straps instead of white oh, on white Oh, that's straps. fucking The stupid. exact same as Richmond. How is that the same as Richmond? It's the same as the Crows as well. They just switch their base colour. But Collingwood, you can't tell because there's only two colours. You can't. Because of the back. Can you? Oh, also, the, the away bats. Guernsey yeah, yeah. is so much better than the home Guernsey, I think. So that's no. our original Guernsey. Interesting. But we settled with the black short. I would, I would wonder how many, what percentage of sales. I wonder if we could, Statman, can you, can you write down this stat that I would like to um, find out? Which club has the highest ratio of away Guernseys sold to home Guernseys? <laughs> You might need to do a bit of a research project on that one, but I think it could be found out. They'd have to have like an annual. I think the highest selling would be the Indigenous Guernseys. On a yeah, I think base. so too. Like probably, yeah. probably more so than the home Guernseys. Because they don't I reckon. alter as much. Well, I mean, because I feel like if you're buying a Guernsey for your, first, like your first ever Guernsey, you would probably still go for the home Guernsey. Yeah. But if you had a home Guernsey and you were like, I want to splash out mm. and get myself a little tree, yeah. then you'd always be getting the Indigenous mm. Guernsey. Anyway, so um, Fremantle have, have appeared to... They kick it away a bit. Kick away, yeah. They're so fucking patchy. Like, Do what it, the fuck was that last week? And I know. Or the week before, I don't know which one it was. I think, but that, I think that was... Last week against last, CWS. Yeah, I'm losing yeah. my timeline because of the bars. Can I just... I've made it an incredible observation. Mason Redman? Guess who he looks like. I don't know, but I love his freckles. Love, love, love. Jaden, have you seen True Detective? Yeah. Mason Redman's hair is Rust Cole's 
ponytail from season one of True Matthew McConaughey's ponytail from season one of True Detective. (gasps) Don't tell me! Oh, goalie. That was a crazy goal from (gasps) Jokey the Package. Buttface Stringer. He he must not be named. I'm glad he kicked that because I want this to be a bit more competitive. Essendon, I don't feel like Essendon are playing badly. Fremantle just. They're not finishing, are they? Yeah. But, okay, no one really cared about the fact that I made an amazing connection between Mason Redman and Matthew McConaughey from season one. It's fine, I'll post it, I'll post it on the, um, on the Instagram and, and the real fans will. I think Essendon could do it. If they get another, like, one or two here quickly. This Hen- how many touches has Henry had this game? So I feel like in the Seven. first half he was going absolutely bloody bunter and I was very impressed. Did you hear the request? In everything, doing everything. No, what was that? How many touches has Henry had? I'll tell you that. Henry's been everywhere, but he's been patchy. He's had some shockers. Um, Henry. So do we think Sean Darcy's the difference then between last week and this week? That's what everyone's saying, but I'm like, looking at this Sean Darcy character... The human baby. Liam Henry. And just wondering how on earth it all comes down to him. <laughs> Liam Henry has had 18 disposals, 14 kicks, four handballs. <gasps> oh, Three marks, three. one tackle. Good, Good for him. Good stats. All right, so I've done what I can to find this Guernsey um, answer, but the best I think I can do is... Uh, a ranking of <laughs> of sorry Sean Darcy just fell over in such a funny way sorry go, please go of ahead of like teams that have sold the most um, Guernseys in the competition so this was in 2021 look out sir. who do you think uh, was the number one for Guernsey sales West Coast in 2021 in 2021 West Coast who won the premiership in 2020 Richmond and then the second one's surprising actually West Coast? No, it's another Victorian team. Hawthorne. They play the first game of the year against Richmond. Carlton. That's not surprising. They've got a massive fan base. I guess they do. That's so funny because I feel like they all would have been like, this is the year. Like, let's get the year. So really, this this stat is a stat which correlates with how many bandwagoners bandwagoners there are per team. I think what's interesting is all with the betting and, like, favourites a lot of the time. It's, like, often skewed towards the bigger clubs because... People like to bet on their own team. Interesting. And it shows sometimes. Oh, absolute pimple. So Richmond and Carlton uh, account for 26.87% of apparel sales around the competition. Uh, Say that that again. What? Say that again. Is that just Guernsey? Nearly 20 on on field apparel. Okay. On field apparel. Yeah. So not hoodies and 27% roughly. That's fucked. That's insane. And then West Coast. There's 18 clubs and more than 25% of... Yeah. West Coast That's was third. West Coast was third with 7.97. Oh. Uh, Gold Coast. Uh, Gold Coast uh, and GWS are both at the uh, at the bottom end. But it's safe to assume. Hawthorne were actually third last with 2.5%. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah, but what was Gold Coast? I guess it? less than two and a half. Oh, they didn't write it. Yeah. It must be bad. If yeah. not even <laughs> it doesn't register it. on the scale. It'd be probably less than 1%. That's so. Gil McLaughlin propaganda right there for you. Can you believe he wears those, like, freaky, like, the Kanye West stronger sunnies, but obviously not the ones with the slabs. <laughs> <laughs> but those are his sunnies? I was like, that makes no sense I to can't, me. I don't, I Surely don't know you're a clubmaster man. I wish I could. Okay, like the same sunglasses. They're like you, if you like imagine DJ Khaled. <laughs> Is it like um, Top Gun vibes? Pitbull, the ones that Pitbull wear. Okay, kind. I kind of see. They're like not far from the aviator. Okay. Yeah, I kind of see. Cool. Yeah, yeah, but they're like quite thick plastic. That's what Gilbert Gottman sunnies are. It's like those are not the sunglasses of a man who plays polo on a horse. privileged man. Mm. No, you're right. Sean Darcy is actually really good. <laughs> It's so confusing. It is confusing, but uh, in the time that since we talked about him, it being crazy that he can be the difference, he's done like three amazing pinpoint kicks into the 50 and now he's lining up for a goal. Well, he's missed the goal, he but still. He missed the goal. Well, hasn't even crossed the. Is that on the floor? 
well, out on the throw-in. How are Essendon going to do it? You know what? They need to get Mason Redmond into the game. They do. He's been tied up with Frederick all night. Time is a flat. And he so. is the line breaker. Do you think uh, all of the talk during the week is affecting the Bombers' performance? What all this, um, all this woke crap. <laughs> They're having an identity PC crisis. Police. I don't. Oh, I don't quite get what you, it has to do with the PC you police. Explain to me what's going on because I never actually looked it up. But uh, so what happened, to my understanding, was that the club had some survey that they did amongst fans and everything. I think the only thing that the survey was trying to figure out was whether to change their logo or their image or their branding or whatever. To a mosquito bag? There was nothing about like changing the club's like mascot or anything or you know the name of being the Bombers. But somehow Matthew Lloyd got wind of it. <laughs> and because there was also no news throughout the week like whatsoever apart from you know James Sicily getting three weeks for a tackle or mm. whatever. It's all everyone's been talking about, and it's been very funny. Because the the, hot, the the woke police think, I think, comes into it because people said that they find bombers offensive. Because it's like military propaganda. That's no, right. because it's like Hiroshima was sad. Um, that's how it's been interpreted. By Matthew, not... Lloyd, Matthew Lloyd alone, of course. He said, that's, that's where we've come to, have we? Can't say anything these days. But it's actually quite normal for clubs Squatty. to change their... He didn't say that last part. It's quite normal for clubs to change their logo, aka Port going from Tommy Thunder to the fucking ugly ass PA in a box. Yeah. Wait, and what? Also, Essendon yeah. is like one of the only clubs <laughs> to not change their logo box? in the last 20 That's years. The mascot. Wait, say that again, Jaden? Well, Essendon's just had the same logo since like early 2000s. It, yeah, so it's time to freshen earlier. up the marketing, yeah. I agree. Um, it's not a box, Rose. You know, it's just like the emblem with PA in it. That's, That's the logo. The no, it's not the mascot, but it's oh. the logo. Yeah. Which is what the bomber thing is referring to. Yeah, Port's logo is, and it's a crazy font. It's a crazy, crazy It's so font. ugly. Is Aisha so, playing? Port's logo. It's fuggly as fuck. Is it Corey and you? Is that what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know about that. Am I meant to believe that it was built on a ton Corey of you. I would say Curie and you. It probably is, isn't it? I feel like I learnt the font courier before I learned about what a courier was yeah well now I don't now I'm forgetting it courier courier can you find out if James Aish is playing he's not James Aish is not playing what's wrong what's happened I think he's injured he's been out for a while he's dead well he did wasn't he concussed because he was the victim James can't come to the phone right now (laughs) (laughs) why not because he's dead I reckon Fremantle, we should officially adopt Fremantle as the mascot of... We should We should try and get an official sponsorship partnership deal with them as Real Men Pod because they've got the highest consistent number of long sleeves and, and committed only where the long sleeves players. They've got Frederick, Aish, Walker and Sonny Walters. What's well, oh, the show's commitment because they're in Perth? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like they're, um, they're committed. That's their thing. I actually think Carlton have more... Consistent long sleeve wearers. Like whom? Like Silvani. Like Plowman. Sorry, I've never like, seen Silvani wear a long sleeve. He used to wear it all the time. I guess he doesn't that much anymore. A lot of their players haven't been making games in the last couple of weeks that wear the long sleeve. <laughs> and yet, so we can't, and we can't take them on. Young. We, I, I hear what you're saying. They might be there in numbers, but we want to be associated. Like We want good players to be representing us. I don't want to be like, oh, here's my, here's my sponsorship with fucking Lockie Plowman. That's not doing anyone any proudness. No. Anyway, my friends moving to Fremantle, and um, I've decided that we're moving too. And getting a sponsorship deal with the Fremantle Dockers will really help me to um, make a network of friends. I'm scared of flying. You can drive across the Malabar. You're scared of flying. Hop on the back of a kanga. Yeah. Did you not know that about me? No. I drug it up yeah, but every you... time we go on a plane. Uh, okay, so what you're telling me actually. is if you ever go on a holiday to Europe again, I'll... <laughs> that's fucking holding the ball. Jaeger. Give it up, Jaeger. So if I move to Fremantle and you say, um, I can't come visit, I'm scared of flying, and then you go to Europe, I'll know you're a fucking dirty liar and a cunt to boot. Whoa. Sorry, I don't know where that came from. Actually, I'm not like preparing this because I don't think you're going to move to Fremantle. But domestic flights are way worse because take off and landing that freaks me out. But you take off and land far away too. 
Yeah, but there's like more time to just like chill in the middle and fall asleep and stuff. But um, isn't it more? Isn't it better to get it over with faster rather than continue to anticipate the landing? I kind of forget about it after a while. <laughs> Fair enough. I love Andrew McGrath with his chubby cheeks and the skip in his step. So. I know that it's probably quite early on in the pod, but I haven't been here for a couple of weeks and there's just a couple of things that I wanted to uh, contribute. Um, so the first thing, Rose, I have to give you credit where credit's due. Uh, when asked as the CEO, what would you do? Mm-hmm. You said move to Gold Coast to Darwin. And oh, I yes, have to say... We spoke about this, yeah. Uh, we, we're fully there, we are, aren't we? Like, they're unbeatable in Darwin. They are, and there's people at the games who are actually interested in football, who are having a great time. Admittedly, a lot of them weren't supporting Gold Coast, but I'm sure if they officially become the Darwin team, then that would change. I also think, like, I get the argument of, like, oh, people wouldn't want to live there, but it's like there's lots of players that come from Darwin, and there's probably a lot of players that don't want to like risk moving to Melbourne if they're like on a rookie list or something because it's too much of a lifestyle change and they don't and especially like indigenous players who don't have their communities and support networks around them I know for myself I'd much rather live in Darwin than the Gold Coast or me also what do you mean or Gold Coast weather's like really nice so is Darwin Darwin's like really hot and humid for so is Gold year. Coast not really Gold Coast and Darwin have the exact same weather no, that's not true at all. I'm just saying, if you think Darwin weather is They're on the not where you want to live, yeah, like Darwin you, is the extreme of Gold Coast. I'm not saying, but I'm just saying, if the reason you didn't want to move to Darwin was because of the weather, your next option wouldn't be Queensland. It would be no, like but Tasmania. To be fair, I wasn't saying that either. Well, actually, that's exactly. You're what saying, saying that they have rewind the same the tape. weather and I'm replay no, no, no. the tape. All right, well, yeah. we recorded it, so. And GWS could go to Canberra while we're at it. Uh, the second thing that I wanted to raise was that, uh, and it's part of the similar conversation that we had with what, as CEO, would you do? And I think the thing that I would do as CEO is uh, make the team that finishes top um, out of the people that win the, the prelims gets a home grand final. Take away from the MCG. Controversial. Ooh. Nah, I don't... I, I like the idea of it moving around, but... Um, I don't think you can base that on who, on who's top after the prelims because, like, yeah. once you get to the prelims, the ladder kind of doesn't exist anymore. Well, isn't the same thing with, like, home finals? But, yeah, but then how do you go... Like, if top... If one and two both get a home final and they both win... All I'm saying is that it's just a significant disadvantage for people like Brisbane mm. and Port... Or anyone outside of Victoria to play... Like, imagine playing Collingwood, the MCG... At grand final day, it's like significant disadvantage. I lose all the time. <laughs> yeah, but you, it's more about I'm just practice you. as well. Like you play there a lot more. It's not about winning all the time. It's just sheer game time. I think that more importantly than anything, the capacity of the other grounds. Like, there's forty thousand more seats at the MCG. Yeah, fifty thousand of them are corporate fucks who don't give a shit. Yeah, and that's not going to change if it's interstate. It just means that there will only be ten thousand real fans at the well, grand all, final. Well, all which we would can be say, horrible. I mean, Jaden, I don't know what you expected to get out of having this conversation with Rose, but all I can say is that when we went to the Optus grand final, it was amazing. And Marty Frederick, oh, oh. he keeps his feet. Sorry, not Marty Frederick, Michael Frederick. Please finish off with a goal. Oh. Unlucky. He is the sickest cunt out. (laughs) He's so good. Oh. He's disappointed with himself for kicking that point. Anyway, that's what I had to uh, add. Thanks, Uh, man. Play on. We missed you. Um, Did you know that Optus Stadium is the exact proportions of the MCG? No, I did not, and thank you for saying that. And they built it because they couldn't perform in finals. And then West Coast won flag. Be right. Like two like a year after the That cannot be right. It's absolutely true. Get me That's a source. What the crows man, get me a their, source. For their training ground, just build it as the exact proportion. Build it the, the same MCG. size as the MCG. Yes. Yeah, that would be bigger oval. than Adelaide Oval. Yeah, they don't train Adelaide Oval. I know that, but I'm saying like that then it would become the primary oval, surely. 
Like you can't have the no, not like a, you can't a grandstand. Have, I know, but you can't have the primary oval be Adelaide Oval and then have a much bigger, better oval somewhere else that they used to train on. There probably is a bigger football oval somewhere in Adelaide. It's just like no one cares about it because there's no scoreboard. Hmm. All right, we've and got no some. Hot dogs. We've got some stats at Optus Stadium actually. Okay, mm-hmm. hit us. The seating bowl maximizes the atmosphere, gives fans exceptional views, and brings them close to the action. Can confirm. I don't know if that's a stat. Yeah, it's it's not factual. That's the east to west field orientation to replicate alignment of the MCG and Domain Stadium (parentheses Subiaco Oval). Field of play dimensions will be 165 meters along the east to west axis and 130 meters on the north to south axis. This is slightly shorter than Subiaco Oval, but aligned with the MCG, which is 160 metres by 141 metres. Good stuff. Mm, we, exact, are, we are Lockie Schultz's lucky, char- Lockie Schultz's lucky charm. But I, I guess the point... Sorry, sorry. No, no. <laughs> I would hate to be able to say a full sentence for once. <laughs> that would be really wrong and, and immoral, so... <laughs> it's a future-proofed stadium technology... <laughs> Uh, provided, including full 4G coverage across the stadium. Well, what's this article from? proof. I've seen 4G on my phone in a few months. Is this 2005 shoot? This article was Two 340 square metre super screens. They were still using the uh, metric system when they were some, article. <laughs> some of the largest in Australia and will use the latest technology when the stadium opens in 2018. So this was written sometime ago. Um, anyway. Okay, but the point I was trying to make <laughs> was that they built it to replicate the MCG to increase their chances of winning grand finals, and it immediately paid off in 2018. It's pretty fucked that that West Coast team, who won the grand final less than five years ago, today lost by 170 points. Yeah, it really just shows how the fortune, how the to- how the tables of fortune turn. Gee, it's easy for you to say. <laughs> Very true. 200 points. It's so fun. And it's like, fuck off, Crazy. Sydney. Congrats, Sydney. Like, good for you. I just don't know how this can be allowed to continue. It's unethical, isn't it's, it? It's, it's distorting. Kane was absolutely right. It's distorting the system. <laughs> that was David Barrett that said that first. They both said it. No one knows who said it first. I'm sick of defending Kane Barrett Barrett was on the radio when I was driving home from work today, and I was like, just shut the fuck up, Damien. They said, this was strike one. He said that if Gary Rowan wasn't a Geelong player, then he would get reported for concussing Jeremy Cameron. It was like, okay, what's your fucking point? If what, they're on the same team, so what are you trying to suggest? He should be reported? Like, he was just be like, oh, it's just crazy how reactionary people are to head injuries and things. Like, it's a, he was like, it's a contact sport. I think that, like, if people want... Oh. I did get his, he was making a point about it. it's like the conflict um, or like the contradictions that people make in the sense that they like want a hard tough sport but then like yeah um, discourage body contact but anyway then everyone was like what are you guys up to this afternoon and then he was like I'm going for a run <laughs> <laughs> I, I was it. like get off my radio everyone was like boo <laughs> um, I was watching just sorry, you just reminded me of this when you were talking about the head contact thing. I was watching an interview because obviously Spuds game was this week, Friday mm-hmm. night, um, and I think it was Triple M. They had a video inter- interview with Chelsea Frawley, who I think is Spuds' oldest daughter, and, and not the, the radio one. Radio had a video interview. Well, I saw it on TikTok, ah, and there was the like one dating Angus Brayshaw. Not the one. Well, not the one engaged to Angus Brayshaw. Thank you very much. Um, but she was saying that. Spud had when after he died because obviously they can only tell what the brain looks like at this point after someone has passed away. Mm. He had like stage two CTE. Mm. That's like the what they say. How um how I let me get my words. Concussion trauma. Trauma. Yeah. Equivalency. Which is the thing that people say like that has a serious impact on people's brain function and mental health. Yeah. Right. And like here's a man who. And she was also saying in the interview that it wasn't like he was depressed his whole life. It was kind of like... Traumatic encephalopathy. Right. So she was saying that he, like, became really um, mentally unwell, like, maybe five years before he actually passed away. So it wasn't, like, kind of an enduring illness. It was sort of, like, acute onset. Um, And obviously she's not saying that's definitely what it was, but 
she's kind it's, of it's you a could easily hypothesize that it was yeah and she was I just saying like she done. thinks in 10 years we'll know a lot more about this and she was very um impressive lady and i love spud and hope he's he's well up there luke jackson's had an incredible game purple patch yeah purple do you still game. feel disgusted when you <laughs> i still feel so bad that i said that even though unfortunately that is how i feel but I feel bad that I, I felt comfortable <laughs> enough to like put that into the world. You know? The player that, that that used to happen with with me, Josh Jenkins from the Crows. Mm. Like he looked like the way he like sweat made him look like he was like covered in slime. Like the scale <laughs> on the top of dish water that's left in the sink. And it was like, Ew. he just looked like, I don't know. What a great it image just, you just painted. It just looked like if you touched him, it would be like touching a frog. Mm. Plus he was ugly, so. Um, Luke Jack- was that Luke Jackson's third or fourth goal? That's smashing it. Luke Jackson. And so I, I guess think it's third because the other one touched off the boot, right? Oh yeah. Three yeah. goals, Luke Jackson. And this is the really like the Sean Darcy effect. It's not necessarily that he has to be doing a lot. It's that he frees up Jackson to be able to do the shit. Yeah. I love Jaimis. Look at him. What a good guy. Look at, look at him just talking and stuff. You can just tell he's such a good guy. The other, um, the oh other thing God. that I wanted to add is... Well, not, not so much something I wanted to contribute, but... Um, Rose this week on the front bar? What happened? <laughs> New segment, Rose recaps the um, front bar. Have I watched it this week? Who was on it? Gary Abbott Jr. Boring. Yeah. I know that I know him. Yeah, he was on it. Um, he did all right. I enjoyed his interview more than I expected because I don't have a lot of good things to say. That's good. But it was like he was actually talking a lot about like. Well, I always thought he was like Bible basher vibes, vlog Bible basher person I wouldn't want to talk to, and then. Um, he, not that I don't <laughs> want to talk to religious people as a blanket state. <laughs> so it was very much the implication of it. Um, but famously, he and his family is sort of like really yeah, yeah. tense. And yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's definitely a differentiation between religious people and bo- the concept of Bible bashing. Yes. But anyway, I prefer the term God botherer. I like to yeah, take this bash out of it. That's fair enough. Yeah. Pretty but brutal. anyway, um, he was talking about how he like just really regretted that there was more team success at Gold Coast and stuff like that. And I was like, there you go. Because my impression was always that he was like a little bitch about, he didn't Gold, care Coast, about Gold Coast. He yeah. off kind of thing. Oh, fuck, it's gone. Did you, speaking of injuries, did anyone see any of the Jeremy Howe content released during the week? No. About, he was like crying, being like, the effect that you have on the people who support you when you play the game. It's quite emotional. The effect that you have on the people that support you when you play the game. Like, he was like, I get to play footy, but it's like the emotional impact of me putting my body on the line every week on the people that I love Aww. is like a Aww. very hefty price to pay. Because he's coming back this week from his break. Oh, wow. Gosh, that feels a bit soon. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, it's pretty crazy. Less than like half a season, really. He had four surgeries or something. It was pretty fucked. So yeah. he broke it and he, he did a good job. Evidently. Well, he said as well that the injury happened because he got up really high and then the stadium lights got in his eyes. I thought he, he also approached uh-huh. Tyson Stengel like side on rather than like just taking him out. Because he, he, he like got on Tyson's head. Yeah. But he kind of like if he just went like full pelt, he would have just like knocked him out. Wait, what do you mean about the lights getting in his eyes? So the lights got in his eyes, so he said he couldn't see the ground, so didn't know when to brace for impact. Oh, because obviously he gets up high all the time. Yeah, he's like, yeah. fine. But yeah. he was like, I like let my body relax. Oh, because I got like confused in the. I couldn't see. Right. I really thought you were gonna say. Um... The lights got in his eyes and then he like couldn't see for a while after and that's like he's had a, it's like a secondary injury to his vision. <laughs> he will also be wearing sunglasses. 
Should we um, should we get the get the mute going while we're at we're at three quarter time, scores are eighty to forty one. Poor bombers. They don't seem I don't like I feel like they're not playing that badly. Am I wrong? I guess we're not watching that closely, but They definitely had a good first quarter. Yeah. We've had a I also feel like it's like yeah, free are playing well, but I'm not like blown away about what they're doing. Don't you agree that I really have no idea what the eight's gonna look like at the end of the season? Because I feel like Collingwood and Port and Melbourne and, like, I guess kind of Brisbane are, like, pretty set. Brisbane or like, eh, whatever. Well, that's what I mean. Like, the fact that they won in Melbourne finally. No. Is... Marvel Stadium's not the issue. No, I know. Just let me finish what I was saying, please. We need to have, like, a talking stick or something so we can get through a phrase without being interrupted by each other. But, um, and I know that I'm... A, as guilty of that as you that wasn't supposed to be an attack it was a it was a it was a word together okay um i forgot what i was saying oh yeah i feel like and like i'm like all the teams that are trying to get an a keep fucking themselves over and shooting themselves in the foot but then the other teams are also doing it at the same time so it's like it still feels really wide open yeah it'd be good fun to be like you know not that they're gonna make it but the hawthorns and the gws's of the world like thanks for sprinkling a bit of spice but into I, our life. But I think mathematically, I think GWS can still make it. Yeah, but they won't. I know, but like they can, and that's why it's weird. Mm. Like Essendon, St Kilda, Bulldogs. I feel like they could all they, they all will drop out the eight. Is my feeling. Crows, unfortunately, I think will probably be like fifth, which scares me because they'll have a home final. Um, and then like Geelong, Richmond, Sydney, GWS, Gold Coast, Fremantle, fourteenth right now. Yeah. Like, this whole thing's going to get shaken yeah, the Sydney fuck up. Yeah, them because they um, gained, like, 15% or something. Yeah. Fun, I don't know. But I also think it would be fun if Geelong and Sydney didn't make it just for, like, mm. some fresh faces in the mix. Yeah. I, I it's, so, it's so rare to have a final series without Geelong as well. Yeah, it is so rare. <laughs> Which I would really Well, buy. it's only happened once in Chris Scott's in however long 300 games is. Well, it hasn't happened yet. coaching since 2011. So... 12 years. It's only happened once. It's pretty crazy that he's, like, been so consistent for so long, considering, like, you look at the the dinner situation. The um, Oh, the dinner, yeah. Yeah, and how he sort of just, like... And even, like, they were sort of saying, comparing that to, like, Adam Simpson and even John Longmire, it's sort of, like when you've been around the same group and had the same mentor for so long, it can be difficult to, like, ha- present things in a fresh way and, like, get people yeah. excited about changes yeah. in the club and that kind of thing. What's that, Hinkley? Yeah, they mentioned as well, it's really impressive that he's still able to do that. And the players still, like, ride or die for him so hard. Mm-hmm. We've had quite a few fan submissions this week, so we should probably get to ooh, some of those. Ooh, ooh. Now, the first one, um, this is... This is something that I think will be right up all of your alleys and we're gonna I want you to guess whose contribution this is okay okay so we've received this from an anonymous contributor watching the Melbourne game last year their two wings Langdon and Jaden Hunt looked the same with the long sleeves and long hair with the headband mm-hmm. now Langdon has a shaved head and long sleeves. And guess who their new wing is? Lockie Hunter. Lockie Hunter, who has long sleeves and a shaved head. And they're both hunters. They're both hunters. Well, Jaden Hunt. Oh! Lockie Hunter. Yeah, I can see. And it's a reflection on... This person posits that it's a reflection on... Nice use of the word posit. Um, Essendon have come out firing. They want to win this. Wait, let me get through my thing. It's a reflection on Lockie Hunt's fragile masculinity that he needs to tell people he's a hunter versus just saying that he hunts. Anyway, that's not really a question. It's just that's an quite possible because I don't think I think Lockie Neal's this something doesn't add up with him for me. It's the way he runs. Lockie Hunter. Yeah, and yeah. also he got he got done for like drink driving during COVID. He really he was, like, me. Escaping from a teammate's house. <laughs> He really annoyed me when he was at Bulldogs. You seem strange. He really annoyed me when he was at Bulldogs, and it's like, what, you think you can pretend you're my friend now you're at Melbourne? You're not. You're still at Bulldogs at heart. Anyway. Speaking of um, doing naughty things in COVID, wasn't there... I seem to remember there was something with Brodie Grundy 
It was like an old no, night sort still, of party. It was still sidebar. No, still sidebar and got found in a bush. Wandering oh, the streets right. naked yeah. and confused. Yeah. Naked and disoriented. Title of Steve Naked and disoriented in a bush. Title of Steel Sidebottom's memoir. Great mark from Sweden. He didn't even move his feet off the ground. <laughs> um, so who do we think contributed that little nugget of wisdom? I don't know, but very clever. I My guess would be Connor. Jaden? I would have said James Dickey. Fresh off a... It's got to... It's got to be a uni student. Fresh off an essay. Posits <laughs> it's fresh on the mind. No, posit was me. Um, posit. Oh, my God. Yeah, I just chucked posit into a sentence. Too. No big deal. Um, it was Connor. There you go. Woo! Good on you, Connor. See you tomorrow at uh, Lazy Kent's. Are you doing that tomorrow, are you? Yeah. Okay. Oh, my God, Zach, that's just back on the ground. That can't be... That cannot be. Sacre bleu. Next, Connor. Next. Oh, Jaimis just did a funny jumped over the head of someone. All right, now. <laughs> dying. Get this man off. They need him out there, though. It's a chop of the arms. Essendon need him out there because they think they can. And they probably can still win it if things turn around really 40 quickly. 40 points. This is a tall well, they order. Need to, they need to get moving, but that's why they need Zach Thatcher oh, out there. really, like... Escalated quickly. What big forty points? Yeah, it just up. doesn't feel like it's a forty point margin. Oh, put the sound back on, Doss. Oh yeah. So wait, what's the actual question? There wasn't really a question. It was just an interesting observation. Yeah, and that that is very true. And I I think I've lost. I don't know if I've lost respect for Ed Langdon for a different reason or if it's because he now reminds me of Lockie Hunter, but there you go. Um, (laughs) Now, we do have a question from another friend of the pod. This is, this is a good, this is a question. Best meal and best beverage for football watching. Criteria for consideration, temperature, duration, noise. And I would add a second, this is me adding another consideration. Am I at the game or am I at home? That was, that was going to be my question. I think, I think there's a different answer for both. At the game, it's hot chips for me. And drink? Coke Zero. Got my hot dog and a beer. <laughs> Got my hot dog like at the MCG? No, like at the Adelaide Oval. Do they have my Adelaide Oval? Yeah. I don't know. They do. You just... just Darcy Parish calls. It's not over yet. They're not dead yet. Also, a, uh, I mean, you can't go past the pie or past you with tomato sauce. Do they have those at Big Football? I don't they believe sure do. in pies. Meat what? Pies. I don't believe in them. I'll eat do you know? a homemade chicken pie. <laughs> homemade chicken pie. Chicken at the, at the and just generally. <laughs> just generally. But pies, the meat looks disgusting. They don't look easy to eat, and people seem to burn their mouths on them a lot. So they do. I'm, not, I'm just I not interested. That. I don't. I think they're. I think they're usually, at the footy, they're not high. usually that hot. I used to really love. Isn't them. that bad? No, they just look warm. I really mm. loved it. <laughs> I really loved it. Um, like you get home from netball Saturday morning, it's fucking freezing cold. You sit out the back, you're having a pie with heaps of Tommy Tommy S. And then you get in the shower, and it's really hot shower. That's that's. I bliss. can't relate to that. That's as close to bliss as it gets in any one of those three activities. Um, <laughs> what have you shower? <laughs> that's true. You can't relate to that. What's your answer, Aaron? My answer is, you're gonna love this, Statman. Yeah. Coke Zero. Yeah. Or Forex Gold, depending. Forex. If I'm on the hill Mango. and I'm like in a good mood, Forex Gold. If it's close. At home, taking little sips of water to keep my anxiety down, because uh, <laughs> I'm really fun and cool. Um, but generally, I would say um, a Coke Zero, and I don't really like to eat at the football, but I guess hot chips. No, yeah. let me let me rephrase that. Hot chips that someone else has bought when I've said no, I don't want anything, thanks, and then proceed to eat half of. Mm. I don't think there is such good thing as such thing as good food at the football. The gourmet hot dog's really good. I stand by that. I ride or die for that gourmet hot I, uh, dog, and I don't even really I'll like hot dogs. They don't it's have like the, the chips. It's like sometimes it's like, oh, I want some chips, but every time you get the chips, it's like just fucking cold, the shit chips, soggy. Although we had pretty good chips at the um, 
the Geelong game. Yeah, I put lots of chicken salt on it and um, vinegar just to feel something. At home, it's got to be white wine and mm, I don't really care about food could be anything, but there will be a white wine. Hmm. If there's one thing we know for sure when Rose is around, there will be a white wine. Not tonight. True. Didn't bring any. At home? Yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah. Because I'm driving. I don't like mixing, drinking, driving. Okay, responsible queen. It's more, I just don't like understand what 0.5 is. So I'm like, it's best (laughs) to just not drink. (laughs) Yes, time. At home, pizza, one sneaky cheetah. Not tonight though. Although I do wish I had a and a beer. Mm. Cool. Um, <laughs> Who are you? I already said. I already said multiple times. At home. Um, at home. Coke Zero. <laughs> I fucking love Coke. Um, maybe a Sprite if it's a Saturday afternoon. I don't know. Oh, Go yeah. off. Um, okay. Next question. If you could create an AFL stat, what would it be? Mmm. Stat man, I'm gonna handball this one. Oh, Zerk Thatch. Wait, is that even him? Who the fuck's that? No, so, that's Archie Perkins, is number oh, 16. Oh, you love so, him. They all he look so similar. They do. No, especially oh. number 22. Archie Game saving marks. We'll throw Dylan Shield in there. We're talking about this No, before. Dylan Shield doesn't look like any of those people. It's like, yeah, but if you gave the description of any of those people and a police lineup what were to be formed, comprised of their and bombers, doesn't she probably you'd get the call? Yeah. Shorthead, clean cut brunette. Yeah, but he's a darker with brunette. a twinkle in their eye. He's he's not. He's got an evil glint. <laughs> oh. Um. What I would what I would probably say for uh, stats is. Something like, like the game that Sam Pepper played last week, mm-hmm. where he has a lot of impact around the ground. Mm. He's laying a lot of tackles, having um, having a lot of score involvements. But there's something that just the stats doesn't quite capture, isn't there? Yes. It's like it's like the player's pressure rating or something like that. An effervescence. They put pressure acts. That's a stat. It's Is just it? it's just not. Um, like I'm not, it's not like in, seeing it. <laughs> they talk about it on the commentary. It's more about um, a player's vibes. I think is what you're saying. Yeah. I I think meters gained is a huge one for me. But that already is a stat. Yeah. No. Oh. Well, I can't. I'm, oh, great mark from number seventeen. My my stats. Go, are son. Quick. Disposal efficiency. Meters gained. But these are already stats. We're talking about making up stats. I know, but I'm just telling you. Okay. And also, I wish there was a separate step for rundown tackles. Mm. Maybe a cool stat would be... um, Bomber skull! It's not over! A sound measuring device of crowd excitement Mm -hmm. when the players have the ball. A decibel. Okay, as in as in differentiating between which player it is. Yeah. Okay, so which, who's, like, who's the fan favourite? Who's okay. exciting? Who's creating the most exciting play? Could yeah. Contributed to that. But would then that factor into you could also go the inverse as well and say the most hated because who's got the loudest booze? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. My stat would be um, Who is which club has sold the most away Guernseys <laughs> compared to home Guernseys. <laughs> Thanks, Jordan. You really set me up for that bit, so appreciate it. Incredible mark from number 47, for Who's that? Jimenzi. Jimenzi. A lot of random players at Essendon. <laughs> all good, but all I, random. Like, who's I, Jai Caldwell, and why I do I know who that is? Snelling, number 11 on Essendon. He just, like, he just shits oh. me, that guy. And it's, like, drop him. Just drop him so I don't have to look at him. He's kind of annoying. There he is in the bottom. Do you know who's my my nemesis? Jordan Clark. Really? Because he's trying so fucking hard to be Brad Close and you never will be. Yeah, they do have a similar vibe. But do you know who I love? He? Caleb Sarah. Even <laughs> after the 8pm bedtime reveal? Yeah, and more because of that. <laughs> what? The late night scene. Tonight. 
I know. I hope he's okay. Well, he's, he's clearly fallen asleep in this last quarter, <laughs> if you know what I mean. If I had a daughter or a son or a child and they told me they were lovers... <laughs> Don't okay. get interrupted if that's how you said it. And, and my child told me they were lovers with Caleb Sarong. I would say, I'm, I wanted this and I'm happy. <laughs> anyway, uh, I kind of wish I someone had interrupted that because that went off the rails. Your son, daughter, or child would just, they never would have had sex in the dark. <laughs> and wouldn't that upset you? <laughs> You mean because they're always asleep before lights out? Yeah. yeah. Oh, what's happened to Alex Pierce? Oh no! Mm. Oh no! Surely, like he's a hairy man. Surely he that's is. gonna be really hard to take that tape mm. off. He's quite a hairy man, isn't he? I relate to that. You know who is surprisingly hairy? Me. Paul Francis. Yeah, he is. The fuzz. It's like everyone else's legs, it's like a clear line on the television. It's like his is blurred. He's like a real kind of rugged um, ruffian. He's real retro vibes. He is, and I love it about him so much. He's he's so fucking good. I love him. I love him. Love that kid. Mm. Oh. That was like fake um, dangerous tackle bait. Oh, blood. Blood out there. Oh, no, Jake Kelly. How do you know all their names? Jay Kelly used to play for Crows and used to come into my work every oh. day to get a green smoothie and a okay. veggie focaccia. Random. Um, and he's also the son of the Collingwood CEO and 1990 okay, Premiership player. Okay, Jake Kelly's a Nepo baby. Jake Kelly and his brother is in the Collingwood Bay Function. I feel like I feel like maybe I've I found a new player who's my doppelganger and it's Alex Pierce. Because he's got a nose he's got a nose piercing and he's really hairy just like me. He's already put his nose piercing back in after being subbed off after like three minutes. He's got a nose piercing. He hasn't and he's even really like taken like his me. shoes off, but he's put My cousin one time was looking fresh. at the back of my neck when I was doing my hair and she said you look like a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll never forget that as long as I live and I will cry about it every day. That's horrible. <laughs> pretty funny. <laughs> Don't I was bullied. Um, Any more fan questions? I wish the colour of Essendon's away Guernsey was the colour of the blood dripping from Jake Kelly's nose right now. Um, what was that supposed to be, man? Fan questions? Fan questions. Um, if, uh, look, um, this is a question that it might... It's Whoa, that was really cool of Luke Jackson. Talk about reflexes. Sorry for interrupting you again. No, that's fine. We've got another... Jordan. Jordan's really come through with the content today, content generation today. He's got another... Um, we've got another observation, and I love these observations, so keep them coming, people. Um, which, this is an observation that I think we've actually even discussed on this podcast before. Mm. If not, we've definitely had these conversations out in the real world, which is about Nick Dacos's, Nick Dacai's incredible posture. Um, yes. And we've, we've got Nick Dacos's posture is unbelievable. I'd like to see a chiropractor reacts video. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon. What the, I don't think chiropractor reacts video is. <laughs> so you know how they like Vanity Fair does like an accent coach reacts to this person's <laughs> accent in this movie. It's like that. Nick Dacos, um, I reckon his dad always told him to sit up straight and certainly did. Every time he possessed the ball, I can't help but admire his lumbar structure, straight back and hips and firm held back shoulders. I totally agree. When you see him run, it's like, I think of it like almost like Looney Tunes Roadrunner vibes where they're like sort of almost leaning backwards. Their back's so straight. Mm. It's crazy. Yeah. And he, he's got such a, you could, you know, when they zoom out, say they took the numbers off the back of the player's Guernseys and they were zoomed out the whole game you would still be able to tell when Nick Dacos had the ball because he's got such distinct posture he does and it's really emphasised by I think his lightness of step mm. and the fact that it's like he takes lots of little steps but quite as both of you have said his upper body never moves yeah it's pretty that amazing. core is engaged locked and loaded if, if Essendon goal here they could win and they will win dare I say it two metre Peter's even playing tonight he's done fuck all I know, he hasn't kicked any goals, poor two metres. I haven't even seen him this whole night. Poor two metres. Sorry, Satman. What? Are you glaring at me because I'm ignoring you? I'm not glaring. You were just literally... Why are you, you're literally <laughs> glaring. 
<laughs> You're squinting. Why are you glaring and, and pursing your lips Luke at me? Luke Jackson's having none of this comeback. He's really been the character of the night. He has. He has bad posture. And you know who does have bad posture? Chad Wingard. Oh, he's got very bad posture. That's because he's rotting from the inside <laughs> out. Got him. Where's he at these days? Um, I think he's not playing. He didn't play against... Is that because of his tongue? Is that why? No, because he's played since then, I think. But no, he's he... well, Hopefully he's been dry. Oh, yeah, his tongue. I think his tongue's fine. Has he been back since his tongue? He's, sli- he's still slithering lies, so... Yeah. Seven minutes to go. It felt very, like... That was very, like, symbolic, because it feels like he's, like, a liar and, like, a shitter. Yeah. And it was, like... The medieval like, punishment of like have his tongue out for yeah. what he has said. It's like Pinocchio's nose vibes. I reckon if Essendon go here, the game's on. Incredible kick from Zach Merritt. Oh, to two meter Peter. What the fuck? Walker? It was touched off the boot, but the umpire didn't call it. So it should have been 50. Yeah. Um, speaking of noses, did either of you see any of the West Coast Sydney game? No. Why would I subject myself to that torture? Because it's like no footy on. Yeah, but I hate Sydney and I feel so well sad for West Coast and it's unbearable to watch. There was an umpire. Oh, Peter. Peter. sprayed it. More like two metres out on the left out on the full, Peter. <laughs> Kicks it two metres out of the full, Peter. Am I right? <laughs> Chad Wingard's a bit of a silver fox these days. No, he's not. Fuck off. He's suffering. So- oh. He's got... Yeah, okay. Can we... Let's just have a discussion about the term silver fox. Does it denote age or colour? Colour. Because I would say if you're 27, you can't really be a silver fox. I think both. Okay. Oh, my God. Gian Syracuse was sitting with Bob Murphy at a game. I saw that. Oh, my God. It was wild. Anyway. (laughs) No, I think that you do have to be of a certain age. Yeah, I think so, too. Because it also... Unless you're Donald, in which case you can be whatever you want. I think it's the fox element is the in, is the age part, and I can't really explain why. But. Yeah, let us know in the comments what you think is the defining factor of a silver fox. But I think it's a sad day that Chad Wingard is getting silver because he always reminded me a lot of Kovu from The Lion King too, mm. and Kovu was no silver fox. So that can no longer... Do you do the weekly 50 quiz? The one in the advertiser? No, the one called the weekly 50 that's like the online cult. No, I did it with you once. Oh, I didn't, the ball. I didn't know what it was called, so I couldn't do it. Um, anyway, the, there was a question in it last week, which was, what's the... Um, it's not called subtitle. What's it called, Doss, when... Uh, what is it called? When it's, it's like, like still having a crack. They were like Lion King two blank blank. What's that mm. called? It's not called subtitle. What's that called? Um. Um. Oh. Well, anyway, the question was what? Like, what is the subtitle of Lion King two? And we got it wrong, but you probably would have got it right. Hmm. Merit goals twenty points. Maybe they're only four goals behind. Is it Revenge of the Kitty Galore? No. <laughs> That's cats and dogs too. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, twenty points, five minutes. It's doable. Goal a minute. We need. It's definitely doable. It's giving King's birthday game. Oh, that was. Yeah, how did you go with that? Where were you for that game? In my yard. At home. Yeah, yeah. I've taken to watching any Collingwood games that are on TV. Yeah, in the cold because there's a 10 second delay on camera <laughs> that you don't get on the free to wear. Right. And it's also, it's likely that while you're watching, someone might be out the back having a cigarette or some such. So you can hear they'd be like, ah, oh! when there's like someone and then someone's only just lining up for goal on your screen. So you know what's happening. It's mm. very annoying. Oh, okay. I hear you. Alright, Michael Frederick's about to seal the deal for Fremantle. Bloody deal sealer that he is. I guess that's not true. What's Michael Frederick's birthday? Let me find this out. How old do we think Michael Frederick is? 22. Do you know that already? 23. Do you know that already? Are you guessing? No, I'm guessing. Jaden, what do you think? 
Um, Let's guess his star sign. 24, I'm guessing. I think he's 23, and his star sign is... Aquarius. Jaden? No, Aries. I think he's an April baby. Jaden? I think he's born on this... You're looking it up. I think he's 23. Yes. I think he's born on the 17th of May, 2000. Is that because you're looking at his Wikipedia page right now? No. Is May Aries? No, no it can't Taurus. be because my mum's an Aries. He's Taurus. But you're right about so 23. Close. Never Taurus apart. <laughs> that was a throw. Essendon, they really never gave up this whole game. And yet, it was all for nothing because they still lost. Well, it's not so for this, Well, this complicates that even further. That's what I'm saying. saying. That's what I'm saying. Let's get a live ladder up, please. Immediately. What I'm saying is that from one minute... And also, there was a stat on um, the podcast, which shall not be named, which is not to invoke the name of our nemesis, but they were saying that statistically, if you want to win the flag, you have to be coming into form in the last four games of the season. Yeah. Which means Port are like, they picked her suit basically. But anyway, because apparently of the last 10 years, the team who's won the flag, it's like 35, the win-loss ratio is 35 to 5. Did I explain that right? I don't get the ratio thing at the end. So it's like, you know, when they have a coach and they say like his record is like 35 to 5. He's won, had 35 wins, five losses. Yeah. So, the accumulatively over the last five years, sorry, the last ten years. Um, oh, like the, the last four games. Yeah, the, the person yeah, who's won gotcha. the flag, gotcha. they've won 35 of them. Mm-hmm. Well, wow. Caleb Sarong! Sarong, Sarong. But fear not. Thank you I... for staying up for this game. Thank you for staying up for us, Caleb Sarong. <laughs> you dirty stuff up. <laughs> Now maybe he can go to the bench and get some shut-eye. He's doing an all-nighter. It's like when you have a sleepover when you're um, in primary school and you are, like, really high on sugar and you're like, we're going to have an all-nighter. And someone like someone's parent keeps coming and being like, girls, I don't want to have to come in here again. Please go to sleep. Slots out. And then they shut that door and you're like, hee-hee-hee-hee. That's what's happening with Caleb right now. Friend Leslie, we were, like, wanting to stay up to midnight to have a midnight snack. Because yeah. like, there was something like about saying that's midnight. That was actually a fucking sick goal from Caleb Strong. Sorry to interrupt you. That's okay. Still the but we couldn't do it. So then in the end, we settled that like 10 10 was an equally cool time. What <laughs> so a loser. Had a certain ring to it. What a loser. But I we think be... that's the boat that Caleb Strong would be in. <laughs> Caleb Strong watches the 9 pm. <laughs> he watches the 9 pm fireworks on New Year's Eve because he's can't stay up. Uh, I used to love sleepovers, but then I would, always, I would always, the worst thing about sleepovers was when you would wake up first the next day and like just kind of have to lie there until someone else woke up. Yeah. Cause you, and I always felt too embarrassed to like, if I needed to pee, I would just like stay there bursting cause I didn't want to like get up and accidentally run into someone's parents in the hallway or something. I used to do lots of sleepovers. Yeah. Cool. Good I, for you. You worked out. You had well, friends. Cause I lived away, far away from yeah. where everyone else lived. So then it was like, yeah, at first it's hard, but then it's like you get to a level of comfort. And well, I feel like a certain I did lots of sleepovers like, too. I, I just was, I wasn't saying I did lots of sleepovers. You're saying, the only one you're saying what you just said was, oh, Erin, if you had more sleepovers, then you would have been comfortable going to pee in the morning when everyone else was still asleep. Oh, yeah, yeah. It depends on the parents too, because some parents yeah. used to like relish being like the house where everyone's welcome kind of thing. Yeah, but I'm not... And I'm then not, others you're were talking, a bit more like... You're talking high school. I'm talking primary school, which is the difference. Oh. oh Great mark. Random, from, unnecessary mark two minutes ago from the package. <gasps> Why is someone knocking? Someone's knocking. Or might be someone knocked on the neighbor's house and it's just really loud. No, it's someone else. I'm scared. Don't be scared, Erin. It'll be okay. A friend or a No. Oh, going to kick. Why the fuck are there four buy rounds? I would actually prefer, I don't remember who said it, but someone said, should we just have one 
five for everyone and then just like get back to nine games. And I was like, you know what, that'd probably be. There's a ghost. <gasps> it is very windy. No, that was a knock. A storm out there. Anyway, she's been I, I I don't I like the idea of staggering it over two weeks. Yeah, okay. Cause like you want some footy on. Yeah. But over four weeks, like I come wouldn't on. mind just like ripping the band-aid. Because it's like with my team's not playing, it's less anyway. Be good for me to get out of the house for a weekend. Yeah. Getting out of the house is overrated. Yeah, you what? just had a taste of it and it was how was it? It was cold. <laughs> <laughs> What's your bone to kick DB? Oh, probably Matthew Lloyd this week, but... Oh, but you love Lloydo. I love Lloydo. Lloydy. Oh, Matt Guelphie. That really summarises the night for the Bombers. Got kick up for goal after Siren doesn't make the distance on the leaning point side. My vote to kick this week is with... It's sacrilege. It's with Craig McRae. What? Why the fuck? This team selection is really pissing me off. We've got no big forwards. They're all playing in the VFL. It's like, yeah, they might not be in What about four, checkers? But it's like our structure isn't working. What about checkers? Yeah, but it's like he's most successful when there's someone else there to like... Like who? Take off some of the heat. Like, um, at the start of the year, we looked strongest when we had what's his go away. I'm excited. Um, and... He also dropped by McCreary and Jack Hibbs again. What? Why McCreary? Joe McCreary has been dropped. What the fuck? He's enlisted in his emergency. That's fucking stupid. So stupid. Maybe he's, he's just being managed. I have a boat. <laughs> McCreary over what is going on <laughs> in the team selection. <laughs> I reckon Craig McCray, he's flown too close to the sun. Yeah, indeed. Okay, that was the best. <laughs> that was the yeah. smartest thing anyone's ever said. Yeah, yeah, exactly. None of them reacted. I did. I... He's like Icarus. He's flying too close. He's fly. He's fly. Icarus the fly too close to the sun. <laughs> Icarus the fly got too close. <laughs> he's high on his own supply and he's thinking he could drop by McCreary and there'll be no repercussions. Yeah. Can't tell if this interviewer is like 20 or like 50. Did you see? Well, they'll cut back to it. Not him. He's very fuzzy on hop. He is very fuzzy. I relate. <laughs> Who can relate? Ooh. <laughs> he's 40. He's 40. He's 40 with Botox, like my um, Polish politics lecturer who looked 40 told me he was actually like nearly 70. He just had heaps of plastic surgery. And one time in a shoot, he came around to me and looked up really close to my face and I was like, wow, I can definitely tell. Anyway. Should we stop? So there's two two games to play the rest of the round. Yeah. Collingwood versus Crows tomorrow. I reckon, and what I hope happens, is that Collingwood blow them the fuck away and everyone shuts up for once about Crows. I really hope so too. Especially because it's like, if we, we lost last week the King's birthday, and it's like, the only good thing about a loss is like the reaction you get after a loss and sometimes it's like a wake up call and you come back really strong yeah so if that happens then good times greatest hits but if it doesn't then where is Bo when's he coming back yeah that's crazy Jack I'm Ginnivan's shocked. gonna get picked up by another team and it's like he he's cold hero he should come to court Sorry, talk about fuzzy. Alex Pierce is fucking fuzzy as fuck. And that's another reason why he's my doppelganger. Aaron, this was what instigated the conversation, was when we were talking about his hair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't want to say this and, and, and create karma for myself, but are, are we kidding that people think Crow's going to be calling him? Get real. Right? No one thinks that except James. I feel like people... No, people in the in the, in the the media think that. Fucking Damien Barrett was like, if Crows are getting serious, then they need to beat Collingwood. It's like, yeah, no shit. Like, well, Crows can't win away from home. That's the whole thing. They've only yeah. won in Tassie by like three points in a game that they really should have lost. But it's like, why does... And so everyone's being like, if they want to like make a finals campaign, they need to win away from home. It's like, yeah, but to be like... 
go be the top of the ladder well at home yeah it's like me probably not anyway i like kath's pop of pink dress tonight but i guess it's probably coming off the back of the fact that they played really well against us in may or yeah true actually was. true oh i forgot about that wow you played that really wasn't long ago no i'm playing port again like in a month i have to say this um this high gate at optus stadium really makes the fan interaction difficult at the end of the game doesn't mm. it yeah it's giving gladiator again Speaking of, I saw footage of poor mess girl training to be gladiator and it was stirring. What's this whole, like, give me your boots thing that's going around at the moment? <laughs> so why do you want these stinky-ass shoes that won't fit them? Um, <laughs> I actually have... Do you know what? I have no idea. <laughs> I cannot answer that. The second game this weekend, or from, from after now, is Gold Cunts versus Hawthorne. Oh, Oh, the gold cup. Put that one on the T-bone. Can't miss that. Um, I took gold coast for the same, for similar reasons of response. Yeah, last week was really bad though. It was so bad. And it was really disappointing because I was like, guys, like everyone is going for you. Embarrassing. Everyone wants you to win. Everyone is wants you to succeed. Yeah, and it was like they just showed absolutely nothing. Well, so we don't have any any upsets from now. Time? I'm going to get another perfect round. Oh shit! Mm. Don't don't you will you jinx it now? I jinx it now, obviously. So obviously crows are going to win. <laughs> All right. Well, um, oh, Daniel. On that note, shall we say? Should we pull a Zerk Thatcher and say adieu <laughs> to you and you and you? Avu avu avu. God, the Lions show at Optus is like, it's a lot. This is it's next level. This is why Caleb's wrong so tired, because he's at the club all afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's stop recording. Okay. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> Bye.